0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So I do apologize ahead of time right now. I know I haven't been making episodes and putting them out there as regularly as I'd like to. And the reason being is I was going to school and I have a job, and so a lot of it, I've been really inconsistent hours, so I haven't had the time I really wanted to make episodes. And plus, I've also wanted to make sure I was looking at a lot of different issues and trying to get my head around it. So, right now, I want to talk about two things today. One's going to be about politics and self-examination, and the other one is going to be, because I talked to one of my friends at work about um, um, the Jew's Messiah, because we were starting to talk about that, he started talking about my Christianity, I started talking about his uh, Jewish beliefs, and talking about the Messiah, the whole thing. So we're going to cover, going to cover those two things today. So first of all, politics and self-examination. Right now we have a lot of, there's a Democratic national debate that's going on, right? Because elections are going to be coming up shortly. It's going to be Republican versus Democrat or whoever, whomever is running at this point. One of the things I want to point out here is, say, the Democratic Party. They they and the left, Democratic left, socialists, even communists, are all looking over President Trump. And many people in the Democratic Party, on the left... In mainstream media, criticize President Trump all day, and you can have your own personal opinions about the guy and that's fine. well, what will happen is they'll judge and say he's not acting presidential, and you know all this decision is bad or he's he's um mentally not capable to hold office right You hear a lot of this stuff and what happened for me was I was thinking about this because i i don't i don't have um I don't actually have cable but I do have YouTube and I watch a lot of different videos and I can see what people are talking about. So when I listen to people criticizing the president of the United States, and like I said, you can have your personal opinions here, one of the things that came up to me when I was praying kind of I was praying about this. Like what what are we supposed to do here? What is how do we have it? And what came up was Matthew chapter 1, I mean sorry, it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 5. <clears throat> do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, you will be measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, but pay no attention to the plank in your own? How can you say to your brother, "Let me take the plank speck out of your eye" when you have, uh, when all the time, there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, one of the one of the parts I was looking at. The reason I brought this up is because very much of the time, whenever you hear politicians or hear people from the left or Reporters, excuse me, talking about this, is they always say the same thing. He's not presidential. He's not fit to hold office. And and when I heard about this, the first thing I thought was, well, all the politicians, the news media, and everyone who criticizes him about how he does holds the office of president of the United States. Well, let's do an examination. Are you much better than he is? Are you? If you're not much better than he is, as in you are not fit to be, you know, if if you tell him that he is mentally unfit to hold office or morally unfit to office, you're talking about how he's corrupt. Do you have corruption? If you are talking about how he's a horrible negotiator, are you a better one? If you talk about how President Trump is as horrible and, or racist, do you ever say anything that's racist? You know, if you say if you say, "Well, look, he talks uh, negative about women," do you talk negative about women? And so it's more of a look. You need to look at yourself before you start ju- and judge the. If you're going to judge the president in the way that you're holding him, then we can judge you by the same standards. And I hope you come out better. Because if you come out just as bad, if not worse, then you're a hypocrite. And when I was thinking about this, one thought led to another thought, and this is where I saw going into the part of self-examination. And I thought about how do we treat our friends, our family, our coworkers? If you're um, if you're a supervisor, how well do you treat the people that you have under you, to lead? If you are an employee, how do you treat your co-workers? If you, have, if you obviously have a family, do you treat them the same way? And, and that really kind of what it boiled down to is how... If we're going to judge somebody in our workplace, on our friendships, and our families, do we hold ourselves to the same standard? If you criticize somebody in the family for not being a certain way, are you that particular way? Are you like the better part of that? Or are you not? If you're talking about, uh, I have family that, that likes to talk behind each, uh, each other's back. And they'll say negative things about somebody and say, oh, well, they're not a particular set of religious. I, you know, They're not religious in my particular way. And they'll judge them according to that. Or they'll say they don't follow this particular tradition, therefore you know bad things, blah blah blah. And the first thing I think is, well, what about you? Like, let's say if we're a Christian, we're judging another person on their Christian walk, and we're saying that, well, you know, they don't go to church every Sunday, so how do we know they're Christian? Well, okay, when you go to church, are you are you any better? Is your heart any better off with God than this person? And it really made me sit and just think about that. Like, if we're going to judge someone by a standard, we need to be able to uphold that standard in our lives. Otherwise, we're hypocrites. And, you know, God's going to judge us the same exact way in return. And I think that's a very healthy thing. And I don't mean this to condemn anyone. I'm not trying to attack anyone blatantly and say, you're all horrible people. What I'm simply saying is before we start saying uh, president's terrible or, you know, or holding anyone, it could be a politician holding a, a public office. It could be friends and family. It could be a coworker, It could be any situation. If we're going to judge that situation, you need to first be able to go above that situation. You need to be if you're going to say like when Paul says, if you're going to judge and say you cannot commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You know if you are saying you shall not steal, do you commit theft? You know if you're teaching others, do you teach yourself? And so I found that to be really what needed to be said. So it was just food for thought I wanted to bring up to you guys and that's have you think about it and just examine yourselves. Examine politicians, but examine yourselves first. If you can't fix yourself, you can't help fix others. You can't help fix others. You can't make the situation any better. You can't make your, um, your, your household better. You can't make your community better. You can't make your local government, like your local town better. You can't make your uh, city or state better. You can't make anything better. It all starts with you. <coughs> so, going to be switching gears now. Um, at, I was at work, and at times there are certain people at my work who I can talk to about biblical things. Other people... I can't talk to him about anything. I mean, you probably have had this experience too at work, where there'll be certain people who bring up conversations and they don't, you don't, they don't mind talking to you about it. Other people, you mention the words Yoda from Star Wars and they think you're trying to convince them to become a Christian. I don't understand how it works, but I've had it happen to me. So, <laughs> it's just funny to me when that happens. So, one of the guys I was working with, with <coughs> months ago, was this guy who was Jewish and he really enjoyed talking about his Jewish faith. He liked talking about, um, you know, politics with me and all, that's a big, Oh my goodness. What have some, you know, higher management here is, but it was quite refreshing to have some be able to openly have a conversation and it wasn't a shouting match between the, the two of us. It was very cordial. It was very nice. It was a conversation. We both heard each other. We didn't ultimately agree on different points, but we had a mutual respect for each other. So I I consider it was great. But anyways, one of the things we were talking about was about the, the messianic Jewish, the messianic, the Jewish messianic Messiah, right? The Messiah. And so I was talking to this guy about it and I basically said, you're Jewish. And I said, well, and he goes, yeah. I go, if you don't mind me asking, why do you guys not accept jesus christ i know some of you who hear this undoubtedly have talked to jews you can go to a jewish synagogue website you can call a rabbi up you can talk to a majority of jews and they'll tell you why um now it depends differently i guess with different types of set, uh uh denominations i guess you want to call it of judaism so each person has their own unique way of saying it or and whatnot and each denomination has their own particular way but what i've when i talk to this particular individual. This is kind of what he said to me, and I'm going to just kind of paraphrase it down. <clears throat> Jesus was supposed to apparently, in in the Jewish belief, bring peace to um, the nations. He's supposed to be a conquering hero, and he didn't bring peace to Israel. He didn't um, ultimately destroy their enemy and... Um, he said it was a little gray about that He, they believed that he was um, a false prophet, a false teacher, because he didn't fulfill the messianic prophecies that they consider. So I started diving into it a little bit, and I started asking a little more in-depth questions about it. And what I really came down to was, the question is, the Jewish people, do they follow what is the scripture, as found in the Tanakh? about who the messiah is going to be or is it just a fabrication as in they've created a false messiah based on a false premise of what the messiah should be kind of like instead of looking at something you have an assertion in your head about what something should be (coughs) and instead of it's it's like saying i am expecting to see a car but this car in my in my presupposition can float on water which would be pretty cool but it's not realistic for a car cars don't float on water they drive on the on on you know they drive around so i started asking more about this and i actually and it's interesting because a lot of jews don't seem to read the the tanakh as much i found this prevalent in both Jewish belief and mostly in Catholic belief systems where the, te- the where the reading of scripture wasn't heavily emphasized. I know I just singled out two denominations, two different religious groups, the Catholics and Jews, but at the same time, and there's many others as well, but these are the two most prevalent I've seen so far. So I asked him, I said, do you mind if I read you the mess- Messianic scripture? And he goes, Yeah, and I go, okay, no problem. So I start just reading I don't tell him who I'm reading from, I just start reading it. I get I said, and this is for you guys, this is Isaiah fifty three, chapter one, through well, pretty much the whole of chapter fifty three, to be honest with you. (coughs) Excuse me. Isaiah fifty three. Who has believed our message and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender root. And like a root out of ground, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each of us have turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet did not open his mouth. He was led like the lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression, the judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of the who of this generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of the people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him. And cause him to suffer, and through the Lord's, uh, and though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see the offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hands. After his suf- he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteousness, servant will justify many and he will bear the iniquities; Therefore I will give him a portion amongst the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life until death, and and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. (coughs) So, I read this passage to the guy. And the first thing he said was, well, we don't believe in your guys' Bible. As in, we don't believe in the New Testament. I go, no, you don't understand. I'm reading from Isaiah. That's your prophet. That's from the Tanakh. And the guy's like, what? I go, So so I said, let me break this down. This guy, you're claiming, is a war war hero coming to save him. But yet again, it says in the passage that he would be rejected by mankind, that he would be despised or rejected by mankind, that he'd be a man of suffering and familiar with pain. And I said, and I point out that people would hide their faces from him, and they would hold him in low esteem. And I go, this guy that the Bible, or I should say the, the Tanakh, is pointing out, is someone that I don't think any of you guys the Jewish community believe in. I think, and I said to him, what it sounds like is you guys have created a Messiah to fit what you want the Messiah to do. Not because this is what the Messiah ultimately is going to be, because when you read Isaiah 53, the very first thing you think of, I've talked to Jews, I've talked to a lot of different um, you know, Muslims who on this thing, and they go, well, you know, that would talk about Jesus. Of course it would. So, Again, it boils down to, is the Jewish Messiah, the one, because they rejected Jesus, is this Messiah that they have, that they're waiting for, the actual one from the uh, Tanakh, or is it a fabrication, as in, is it unrealistic? Is the, because when you really boil it down, Jesus is the Messiah. So I had this long conversation with him and I could see he was kind of getting the point, and he was like, man, I talked to my brother. He goes to rabbi school or whatever it's called. And he would talk to him about it. But he he didn't really have an answer. But he could see the point. And so I kind of bring it up to you guys as well. That, you know, he kind of saw the point. I hope you guys kind of see the point. That if you have a Jewish friend and you're talking to him, it's it's really that moment to really examine what the Jewish people know. If you're Jewish and listening to this, it's time to really look at what you what do you think you know. Is the Messiah that you're looking for, that the that the Jews are still looking for really the messianic messiah that is described in Isaiah 53 according to your prophet? Or have you guys just created the Messiah because you didn't like what Jesus was doing? The crazy part is. Because when you look at Jesus, he was this. It's, it's, he, he was a guy who would violate the social constructs of what was going on around him. The Jews were calling him out all the time for social, nor, social societal norms. Like, you can't do this, it's not societal, it's not societal, it's not societal, it's not societal. Yet, Jesus, yet even though he broke society's rules, he never broke the Ten Commandments. Ever. He fulfilled every prophecy. He's fulfilled every commandment. He has fulfilled everything. The reason they reject it is because they had over 600 laws and rules and regulations instead of 10. Because ultimately, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the legislation of Israel that God put out, the theocracy legislation of Israel was about You know, changing Israel to become the nation that would be the example for all other nations that was surrounding it. Because that's what God wanted. So it's like how with us Christians or Christ followers, which are are exactly the same thing, God is doing the same thing to us continuously. He is molding us and shaping us to make us living examples of Jesus Christ to everyone around us. Do we stumble and fall? Yes. Well, that's the same thing you get as an example in Leviticus Numbers and Deuteronomy is God finding these bad um, habits that Israel has and is slowly changing them and tightening the moose around these bad habits to ultimately, with the ultimate goal, to get rid of them. The reason he can't just get rid of them is because we have free will, but that's a different episode altogether. So here, So that's the whole system here. So when I heard about this Messiah that the Jews have created that he's going to be this wonderful man he's going to be a priest of the middle east he's going to um you know we can build the temple that uh, they reject Jesus realistically when I was listening to this guy talking about the Messiah that the Jewish people believe in, and this could be different for different like I said denominations, but what I understand of it from this guy was. <clears throat> the Messiah that they're waiting for is really the Antichrist described in the book of revelation, the beast, the dragon who comes in and fulfills exactly what they're talking about. He's going to bring a false peace for seven years to the Middle East. He's going to rebuild the temple. He's going to stand in the temple, declare himself to be God. He is going to be looking smoke. He's going to have very good looks about him. Uh, He's probably going to talk the right way. Obviously, He's going to look the right way. He's going to walk the right way. I mean, everything about him is going to be very attractive. I mean, most people think, like, the devil's going to show up and it's going to be, oh, well, look, there you can see the devil. He has pitchfork and he has horns and he has a long tail with a little, you know, spike thing, whatever that, or whatever that thing is on the end of the tail. I'm going, no, the devil's not going to come to you like that. The devil never comes to you in that way. He comes in offering something that feels really good makes you feel great um makes you feel like a hundred dollars and it's great for a season and then but ultimately it's sin it destroys you so that's why when i look what the jews or this guy was talking about uh, his particular uh sector of judaism was talking about was this messiah that's really the antichrist is what he's waiting for and the good thing is after he stands in the temple declares himself to be god this is the antichrist then the Jewish people recognize that he is not the Messiah, they reject him, they accept Jesus. There's a whole, and there's a whole one to um, prophecies to talk about that. There's a whole huge episode. I'm not, I'm not, hu- I'm not very gifted towards the knowing of tons of prophecies. Uh, if you want to know more about that, I highly suggest listening to Don Stewart, because he is phenomenal when it comes down to the prophecies like that. Uh, he's mostly on Kate Wave, on Pastor Perspective, at 3 o'clock. Um, I'm not sponsored, I'm not sponsored by Kate wave or Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. So I just listen to the show and he's really good at what he does. So I'm just doing a quick, well, you know, Hey, shout out to, um, to Don Stewart and the pastor's perspective because it's incredible. But yeah, I mean, Don Stewart, if you ever have a chance to listen to him on YouTube and watch, he goes very much into prophecies and even the messianic prophecies, but my whole system, my my whole conversation with you guys today on this particular podcast is about that conversation I had with a fellow coworker who was Jewish, and we were talking about why he, why he doesn't accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Um, but one thing he did get correct on it was he said that Jesus claimed to be God, and they believed that he was being blasphemous. <laughs> so I ultimately pointed out to him and said, "Well, I'm not going to tell you what to believe because I don't believe in doing that because." I really hate it when someone tries to force their beliefs onto me. I like them to say, okay, here's why I believe what I believe, and we can have a conversation. And if the evidence points the direction of whatever they believe is far accurate than what I'm believing in, I change my mind, and, and you know, that's I think that's how everyone should act. But, yeah, the Messiah that I was hearing him talking about was very much the Antichrist from Revelations, the beast, the dragon. Um... So it was just interesting to point out, and I, I did. I did leave it on the note, this note with this guy, where I was talking to about it. I said, he, "Here's the ultimate thing: Jesus claims to be God." And I read to him in, in um, the Bible, the New Testament, which he hadn't actually read yet. And I said that he was claiming to be God. And I said that you guys called him a blasphemer, you know, in your Jewish faith. And then he goes, "That's true." I go, "So I'm not. I'm not contradicting what you've been taught." the Jews did say that he was a blasphemer because he was claiming to be God and i said but here's the, the pinnacle point of the gospels and i think it's very important even for me to tell you right now is that the messiah jesus christ rose from the dead and that he predicted that he was going to die and rise from the dead. And in fact, it was predicted that he would do that. That he would, in Isaiah 53, it predicted that he would rise from the dead. A lot of different prophecies prophesied that he would rise from the dead. And I said it was collaborated by over 500 witnesses over a period of 40 days who saw him. Some loved him, some were indifferent with him, and some didn't like him at all. So you really had a variety of people from all sorts of different direction, all sorts of different um, directions, I guess. Who, like I said, they loved him. They were indifferent. They hated him. All claiming the exact same thing. The Jews simply said, "Well, they moved the body," and so I said, "You know, he rose from the dead. You don't have to take my word for it. I suggest looking at the evidence." But I said, "But ultimately, the thing I point out was: Are you guys actually believing in the messianic um, scriptures?" Are you actually following what Isaiah has taught as in your prophets, the ones in the Tanakh, that are telling you about the Messiah coming, the Torah, the Tanakh? Are you are you following them or have you guys created a Messiah? Because the instant you start reading these passages from your prophets, they point to Jesus. But since you've already rejected that cornerstone, rejected Jesus. Then next, thing you know, you have to create an entirely different Messiah based on a presupposition that a bunch of rabbis told you to believe in, and tradition holds you down to. But realistically, when you when you really dissect it intellectually, they don't add up. So I left it without him, and, he, and this guy was really chill about him. He said he would look it up. He was very open-minded to it. Said he didn't really, he didn't believe everything I said. He wasn't going to say he believed what I said, and I was like, that's fine. I'm not asking you to believe what I'm telling you. I'm just saying, take a look at it. See what you find out. Ask some questions. And if it turns out I'm right, you can change your opinion or not change your opinion. Whatever you do with this information I give you is entirely up to you. So I left it on that one. So recap really fast. I am going to go back and talk really briefly about that whole entire judging situation. So, yes, again, switching gears to the judging. Remember, if you're around people and you're uh, around coworkers, family members, um, friends, and they're doing something wrong, make sure, first of all, you're not doing the same thing wrong and don't judge others by a high standard that you can't hold yourself to. I think ultimately that's what it is. Because if you judge someone with a high standard, then you're going to be judged by the exact same standard. And I hold myself to this all the time, too, because I am guilty of this. I'm not going not gonna to pretend on this podcast like I'm a perfect individual who hasn't done this before. I've done it plenty of times. In fact, the reason I'm talking to you guys about it is because one of the main reasons, apart from seeing it online, was I've done it a lot myself. And I have to do my self-examination. I do my introspection I have to do a lot of prayer. I have to do a lot of seeking what the Lord's telling me, and then I felt like sharing it with you guys and say, hey, I still got problems. I'm working on, but at least I can help share with you guys and say, hey, let's show a little bit of grace here because we all screw up and we're not all these perfect people. And if we are going to judge a situation, make sure that you're above it. So if you're going to judge someone and say the alcoholism is bad, make sure you're not an alcoholic. If you're going to be, an, if you're going to say no to pornography don't you know watch it yourself if you're gonna be talking about someone not cheating on their wife don't you cheat on your wife or husband or whoever you see what i mean so that's what i was going with so that's all i had for today folks i hope you guys really enjoyed it um like subscribe to this channel or or get in contact with me i'm also on youtube next generation saints go ahead and write to me there Remember, it is a family-friendly channel, so don't put swearing or any of that stuff on there. And until next time, may God richly bless you, my dearly beloved.